0: Has anybody ever made a promise to you, but then broke the promise? Anybody ever been there before? I want to see some hands put in the air. Anybody ever broken a promise? How'd that feel? And nobody wants to answer that question. (laughs) How did it feel? Come on. Terrible. Disappointing. Not good, right? When I was growing up, there was this kid in my class, not going to tell you his name. Uh, He always made promises and he never kept them. And they were over like silly things too. You know, it was was like, rarely was it ever a really big deal, but he would make these promises, you know, it'd be like, hey, are you going to go to the football game later? Oh, yeah, 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 I'll be there. I promise. I'll see you there. And then he wouldn't show up. You know, it'd be like, oh, hey, man, like, I, I need to borrow a pen. Can I borrow your pen? I promise I'll give it back. Never saw that pen again. <laughs> you know, man, I, I really need, like, $2 to get, like, a, a snack. Can, can, I'll pay you back. I promise I'll pay you back. Here, sure, you can have $2. Never got the $2 back. We would say, dude, you keep lying to us. Like, you keep... You keep lying. You're, you're just lying to it. You need to stop. Oh, you're right. You're right. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I'm, I promise I'm not going to do it anymore. And then he did. You know, that was, just, that was just the way it was. And it's not a good thing. It's not a good feeling whenever you're lied to, whenever someone makes promises to you and it's not kept. It's not enjoyable. You understand that whenever you make a promise and then you don't keep it, that's a lie. That's dishonesty. That's not good. then we understand that lying is lying. We're all old enough to know what lying is. Well, in the verse that we're looking at tonight, just one verse, God makes it very, very clear that lying is a sin and not keeping promises is a sin. Lying is a sin and promises should be kept. So if you have a Bible, which I hope you do, open up to James 5. We're getting really close to the end of this book. James chapter 5, one verse, one verse, but there's a lot here. So let's read James chapter 5, verse 12. It says, But above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. That's it. That's the verse. James says, but above all. He's talked about a whole lot of things. You guys have been in the book of James for a long time. He's talked about a whole lot of stuff in this book. And then he goes, almost at the end, and he says, but above all. Now what he's saying there is, this is important. Everything that he said in this book is important. It's God's word. But he's saying, hey, pay special attention to what he's about to say right here. Above all things. Truth is important. Truth is important, and it will always be important. It always has been. It always will be. It does not matter what year it is. It doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter what country you live in. It doesn't matter what culture you're from. Truth will always be important. Lying has never been an acceptable practice. Never. It has never been something that society and culture says, you know what? Lie to me all you want. I don't care. Lying's good. It's a good thing. You're not gonna find that. It's never, ever been a thing. Even people who aren't Christians, I want you to think about that. This isn't this idea is not limited to just us as Christians. This is everyone. No one tolerates lying. Now when James wrote this letter, it was during a time that a lot of people, and including Christians, were behaving in an untrustworthy way. So they were making these promises, these oaths that you just read about in verse 12. And in making promises, culturally speaking, there were two types of oaths, two types of promises. One of them was called a binding oath, and one was called a non-binding oath. A binding oath was a promise that used God's name in it. And this was a promise that could never, ever be backed out of. You understand? Whenever you bring God's name into it, when they would do this and making these oaths, it was, it was a very, very, very bad thing to back out of these oaths. So what they started to do was make these not binding oaths. These were oaths that would not use God's name. And they started to just make these promises and, and, and say these oaths, and then they would just back out of it all the time. And they didn't think that it was that big of a deal. So, breaking a non binding oath, it would be like me saying, hey guys, check under your seats $20 for everybody. Look, no, fingers are crossed. See that? You got got excited, but mm -mm, fingers are crossed, doesn't count. You understand? When you were little, you probably did that. You probably said something, and you were like, No, my fingers are crossed. Just kidding. You know, you've been there before. You've done that. Just me. Okay. These non-binding oaths that they were backing out of, it was just a bunch of lies. They were just lying to each other, saying, I promise this is going to happen. I promise, I promise, I promise. And they were swearing these oaths, and then not delivering and they didn't think that it was that big of a deal. But James is saying, this is a big deal. You're making a promise, and then you're never actually intending on keeping that promise. You're saying something, but you have no intentions of actually seeing through what you're saying you're going to do. He's saying, hey, this is wrong. He's saying that you can't, he, he's not saying, sorry, he's not saying that you can't make promises at all. Okay, let's just throw that out there. It's not wrong for you, to just, for you to say, I promise. But there's a proper way to go about it. And that's what James is getting at. He, he's saying that when you say yes, what you have to mean is yes. And when you say no, you have to mean that too. He's saying, if you're going, hey, I promise this is going to happen. I promise I'm going to be there. I promise I'm going to do this for you. I promise, promise, promise. You have to see it through, you've got to keep your word. You've got to be honest about these things. When you tell somebody, yes, I did that. Yes, I'll be there. Yes, I'll do that for you. Or, no, I didn't do that. No, that's not true. There should not be a doubt in their mind that you are telling the truth. Understand, that's what James is getting at. So he's writing to these Christians It got to the point to where even Christians, they were so dishonest that there was just no trust anymore. So nobody was able to go up to somebody and say, hey, if you give me $5, I'll give it back. Nobody would believe that because of how dishonest things were. So this turned into these binding oath, non-binding oaths, I mean, where people would say, no, I promise, I promise. You have my word, I promise, I promise, I promise I'll pay you back. I promise, please, I I promise, I promise I'll pay you back. That shouldn't have to happen. You shouldn't have to say, I promise, I promise, this is an oath. I, I, I promise you, I promise you, just to get somebody to take your word. If your yes was yes and your no was no, then that wouldn't all be necessary. So when you say yes, mean yes. When you say no, mean no. Now, you probably know some people that lie a lot. I mean, it's just true. You probably do. You're probably thinking of people in your life that you're like, yeah, I think that person lies a lot. Or maybe you're thinking, I'm that person. I lie a lot. And maybe you know people who are constantly saying things like I just said. Where you're always hearing them say, I swear, I swear, I swear that's true. I swear I caught a 12-foot Fish. I, I promise that I did that. I, I promise that I scored 50 points in my basketball game last night. I, I really did. I really did. You know people like that? Probably. Well, those type of people, those people, why is it that they have to be so animated and so upfront? I promise! I promise! I promise! Because they've gotten to the point to where if they just tell you, hey, I scored 50 points in the game last night, you're going to be like, I don't, I don't believe you. Because their word is not trustworthy anymore. So I hope you understand that. You understand that? This means yes? That's the situation that James is writing to. Where words are not trustworthy. Where these, all of these promises and oaths and all of these things that are just chaos and not good. And he's saying we've got to get back down to our word actually meaning something. Now, in order for us to actually understand why this is so important, understand what is the point of this kind of weird verse in the middle of all this, you have to understand why honesty is important. So that's point number one. You have to understand why honesty is important. Look, there's a reason why society throughout history just doesn't tolerate liars. And it's because liars can't be trusted. And without trust, you don't have anything. There's there's nothing there. If you don't have trust in a relationship, then you can't have any kind of relationship. I mean, think about all the relationships that you have. Your friends, teammates, parents small group leaders, pastors. You know why honesty is important in those relationships. Because without honesty, you're never going to know what to believe. You're never going to know what's true. Things would be crazy if we didn't have honesty and honest people. So trust and honesty, it's vital to any kind of healthy relationship. Any kind of relationship that you're in, trust and honesty, it's important. Think about what life would be like if nobody was ever honest with each other. Think about if nobody in your life was ever honest with you. How crazy that would be. How hard that would be. How terrible that would be. Who could you trust? How would you know if you were right or wrong about something? How could you ever believe Anything that anyone says. Could you even believe your doctors? There's an element of trust with your doctors. You go to your doctor, when they say that you're not sick, you believe them. But if your doctor wasn't trustworthy, you'd leave the doctor going, I I don't know, I don't know if I believe him. I think I might still be sick, I don't know. And again, think about if there was no honesty or trust with your small group leaders with your pastors with me honesty is so important to move forward in life we have to have honesty there has to be trust if you're going to keep moving forward and you're going to be able to trust others you got to have honesty now look the main reason why honesty is important is this this is A on your outline I want you to write this down God loves the truth okay Honesty is important because God loves the truth. So honesty should be important to you because it's important to God. Listen to this verse. Matthew 5.37 says, Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. I'm going to read that one more time. Matthew 5.37 let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. Now, does that sound familiar? Have you heard anything like that in recent times? Like very, very recent? Like in the last five, ten minutes? Is there something like that your Bible is open to right now that kind of says the same thing? James 5.12, right? Jesus said it first. James is just restating something that Jesus had already said. So that alone should be like, whoa, Jesus said this first. This is important. Honesty is important. My word is important. I need to stay true to my word because of what Jesus said, because it's important to God. Jesus taught that when you say yes to someone, then you must mean yes. And when you say no, you must mean no bless you. Now look, that goes for anything, okay? It goes for anything that you may think is so small. Even something like, hey, who's going to be here at, at TNN on Wednesday? You know, you could be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there, I'll be there. And then if you have no intention of actually showing up, that's wrong. Now I understand that something might happen that will prevent you, okay? That's different. But if you're just going around saying, yeah, I'll be there, yeah, yeah, let's do it, let's go, I'll be there, I'll be there, yeah, and then you don't have any desire to follow up and keep that word, that's wrong. And that's what Jesus and that's what James is talking about. And then there's bigger things that we see as bigger, like this. Did you just lie to me? Anybody ever ask you that? your parents ever ask you that? Did you just, did you just lie to me? Now, when you say no, you better mean no. Because if you actually did just lie, and you're covering it up with another lie, how are your parents going to trust you? You have to let your yes be yes, and your no be no. Now, something else that's important to talk about quickly is that whenever you see the word uh, do not swear here, James is not specifically talking about cuss words, swear words, okay? Those are still wrong. Those are absolutely sin. All right? So first of all, if you're using filthy language, stop it because it's sin. God doesn't, he hates that. But the swearing he's talking about here is the swearing, the promising. And when he says swearing by heaven, by earth, by other things, you ever heard somebody say this? I swear to God. You, You hear people say that? Maybe you say that. Stop. Stop saying that. Because what you're doing is you're taking the Lord's name in vain. You're breaking the third commandment. We're not supposed to use God's name flippantly and carelessly like that. You understand that? You should not be doing that. Don't bring God's name in when you're trying to get somebody to believe your words. If you're the type of person who has untrustworthy words if you're trying to get somebody to believe something and you're saying things like I swear to God I swear to God cut it out stop that because that's taking the Lord's name in vain and that's wrong you should not be using God's name so carelessly you understand Proverbs 12:22 says this lying lips are an abomination to the Lord I'm not talking about the Marvel character here. We're talking about how God hates lying lips. He hates the sin, hates all sin. But it says, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who act faithfully are his delight. Abomination is something that causes hatred or disgust. Think about it that way. Use those words in your mind. God is disgusted whenever I'm using my lips to lie. God is disgusted when I'm making promises that I don't intend to keep. But it says he delights in people who are honest. He delights in that. Delight is to be greatly pleased. Don't you want to please God with your life? Don't you want God to look at you and say I'm greatly pleased with the way that you're living? We should all want that. He says, Christians, you should hate what God hates and you should love what God loves. You should hate what God hates and you should love what God loves. You should hate the idea of lying. Even when the thought crosses your mind, you should hate that because you know how much God hates it. And you should want to make God delight with you, with your life, with the way that you're using your words. Use them carefully. We've got some examples of liars in the Bible. This is a kind of a shocking story. Maybe some of you know what I'm about to quote here. Flip over to the book of Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, chapter 5. I'm not saying Acts like the weapon. I'm saying Acts, A-C-T-S. Chapter 5. Now, we're going to read verses 1 through 11. Acts chapter 5. Verses 1 through 11, it says, But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds, and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? After an interval of about three hours, three hours later, his wife came in not knowing what had happened. And Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, How is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young men came in, they found her dead, and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the whole church and upon all who heard of these things. Wow. (laughs) Wow, they lied, and God killed them. This should show you how much God hates lying. You understand? He hates it. Now listen, I'm not telling you this because I think that if you lie, you're just going to drop dead. I mean, it could happen. But that's not why I'm telling you that. I'm not trying to just put crazy fear in your mind to think like, oh no, if I lie, I'm going to die. What I'm trying to help you understand is how much God hates it. And how we as Christians, we shouldn't want to do anything that grieves the heart of God. Understand? If you say that you love God, you shouldn't want to do anything that he hates. And we can be so just confused and, and lie to ourselves about the problem of lying and think oh well i only lie about little things i only lie about small little white lies it's all lying every little thing that you've lied about is lying and god hates it every little homework assignment that you've cheated on it's a form of lying Every time you just Google an answer for your homework, cheating, lying, God hates it. So we have to understand this is a big deal. We can't lie to ourselves and say, it's okay, it's only, a little, it's only little things, it's only like a, a 5% of my grade, it's just a small thing. I only lied to my mom because I didn't want to get in trouble, it's, it's okay, it's not Okay. It is not okay to lie. God hates it. It's an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs 19:1 says this: Better is a poor person who walks in his integrity than one who is crooked and is in speech and is a fool. It would be better for you in God's eyes to be poor and honest to be rich but a liar. This proverb is helpful because it shows us what God values. He values honesty and integrity over worldly success. The world without Christ will value success over honesty. But God says, no, I would rather you have no money to your name. I would rather you have nothing but be an honest person. Because that's what God values. Money, we we talked about money already. Shouldn't be your concern. Popularity, shouldn't be your concern. Nothing like that. Your concern should be, am I an honest person? Am I honest before the Lord? Am I a person of integrity? Am I striving my best to be honest? And then this verse, it says, liars are fools. And look, I don't have to say that again for you to know that's true. I want you to think about this. You know when you lie once and you cover that lie up with another lie and you're like, oh, okay, I'm good, I'm good. No no more questions, I lied twice, I'm in the clear. But then more questions come. Maybe your parents are saying, wait, didn't you say, well, no, 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 that's what I meant. Actually, this is what happened. Okay, so you you did this and you did that and you did that and then then this is what happened. Well, no, 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 no. this is really what happened and then this and then... then And then you're lost. And then you're trying to think, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did I say first? Here's the order. This lie, this lie, this lie, this lie. Okay. Okay, I'm good. Okay, yeah, yeah, dad, no, this is what happened. This is the order of everything. And then pretty soon, you're having to keep up with like 10 different lies. And then at this point, your dad and your mom, they know that you're lying. They're just playing with you to see how far it's going to go. And then when it's all said and done, and they say, you're lying. I know you're lying. You feel so foolish. You, you, just, you reflect and you're like, man, I, it would have been so much better had I just confessed to my, to my mom. I just said, yeah, I did lie to you. And I'm sorry, and, and I'll take the consequences. But now, because you've lied a million more times and made yourself look like a fool, your consequences are way worse. You see that? It's foolish to lie. you're a liar, God says you're a fool. Ephesians 4.25 says this. Therefore, having put away falsehood, falsehood is anything false, any lie, anything like that. Having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. God says to put away your lies. It means to get rid of them. Put them away. Get them out of your life. Put your lies away. In other words, repent of the sin of lying. You've got to repent of that sin. You have to recognize first that it is a sin, that God hates it. Understand that and then say, God, I repent of the sin. No more lying to the people around you. You stop it. Put it away. You need to be honest. You need to speak the truth. And this verse, particular in Ephesians 4, it has the members of the body of Christ in view. So you should be honest with everyone, whether they're Christian or not. We're going to talk about that more in a second. But especially your brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't lie, don't break promises. We could go so many more verses, all right? But you get it. God loves the truth. All right, now here's the second thing that you need to understand in in, in understanding the importance of honesty. All right? This is B, letter B. Dishonesty is damaging. Dishonesty is damaging. Lying and breaking promises, it can cause you to... It could cause you to lose friends? Anybody ever I don't have to raise your hand for this, but think about it. anybody ever lost a friend because you lied? Or did you ever stop hanging out with somebody because they kept lying to you? In the future, whenever you go, you're, you're getting jobs and you're working, lying can get you fired. It should catch you if you're lying on the job, you should get fired. It's a fireable offense. And it will turn you into a person that just can't be trusted. It's damaging. It's not good. You guys know this children's story. The boy that cried wolf. Heard that one before? You know, this little boy. He's out in the fields with his sheep or whatever it is. And he's up on the, you know, he's, he's far away. And he says, wolf, wolf, wolf. And they come running up to help him, and there's no wolf. And he says, oh, yeah, I got you. That was funny. That's a good one. And they're mad. Oh, whatever. They walk away. And he says, oh, I'm going to have some more fun. Wolf. There's a wolf. I need help. What? No. And they run back this time. There's still no wolf. Oh, man, I got you again. Wow. Pfft. Crazy. And they leave. And he says, all right. No more, I'm done. Oh no, there's actually a wolf. It's actually going to come get me. It's going to get my sheep. Wolf, help, 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 help me, help me. Nobody shows up. His word was not trustworthy anymore. They came to help the first two times, no wolf. Why would they come again a third time? His word wasn't trustworthy anymore. They couldn't trust him. It didn't matter what he said. Even if he had said, "I promise, there's a wolf. I swear, there's a wolf. There really is one. There really is." There. They're just going, Mm-mm, "Not falling for it again." Dishonesty is damaging. You need to see how, how even these little, what we call little white lies, how they can be so, they can be so damaging. It's hurtful. You understand that whenever you lie to someone or about someone, that it's hurtful, that it hurts feelings? Do you enjoy when someone lies to you or lies about you? No, you don't. It's hurtful. So whenever you are lying, whenever you're breaking promises, whenever your yes actually means no and your no actually means yes, it's hurtful. Not only are you not trustworthy anymore, but you're hurting people. You're not loving people the way that God says. Being dishonest is not loving, and God commands his people to love one another. So if you're a liar, then you're not loving well. Maybe you're the one. Maybe you're the one who's always saying, I promise, I swear to you. Listen, if, if that's you, then the reason why that's happening is because your word is not trustworthy. And if your word isn't trustworthy, you have a lying problem. You need to repent. You've got to repent of the lies. You've probably lied so many times that these people just don't want to believe you. Maybe you're frustrated because at home... You're like, Mom and Dad, you don't ever believe me. You just, I wish you would believe me. Why don't they believe you? There's a reason there. And most likely it's because your word isn't trustworthy to them anymore. As a Christian, as a, as a person who claims to follow Jesus, people should not have to wonder if you actually mean the words that you're saying. You understand that? If you say, I'm a Christian, I've trusted in Jesus Christ, and my life is all about following him and obeying him, that's what my life is about, then people should never have to doubt if what you're saying is the truth. If you claim to be a Christian, but you're a liar, you're actually causing harm to the church, and you're harming the name of Christ. And here's what I mean by that. Have you ever heard somebody say, Oh, I don't like the church, I don't like Christians because it's just full of a bunch of hypocrites? Heard people say that before? Now, a lot of times, that's just an excuse that people use. But there are some people who, who've said that and they mean it because their experience with people who say that they follow Christ is not good because of lying, cheating, whatever. If you say that you're a Christian, but you're lying all the time, you're not keeping your word, that you're not trustworthy, why would anybody believe you if you say, hey, the gospel, Jesus Christ, is the only way. He's the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. If you're a liar, and you're trying to tell people the truth, the capital T truth, the gospel, people are not going to believe you. And they're not going to just stop with you. They're going to say, oh, well, if that's the message that you're bringing and you say that you're a Christian, then it all must be a lie. That whole book must be a lie because you're living a lie. Why would I trust that? You see how harmful, how damaging it is to be a dishonest person. And here's the bottom line, all right? James 5.12 is teaching that if you're a Christian, you need to, point number two, commit to being an honest person. Commit to being an honest person. Make that commitment. You, know, you understand what a commitment is? You're saying, I am going to do this. Not, my mind isn't going to change. I'm going to do it. So that's what we're saying. I'm committing to honesty. I'm committing to following Jesus in this way to be an honest person, that my yes is going to be yes, that my no is going to be no, I'm going to keep my promises so that my word is trustworthy and ultimately so that when I'm sharing the gospel, people will know that I'm telling them the truth, that they won't doubt about that. Colossians 3.9 says, Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. There it is again. Do not lie to each other. But here's the why. You have taken off your old self with its practices. Lying is a practice of the person that does not trust in Jesus. That's what a person without Christ does, is lies. But now that you're a Christian, do not lie. Put it away. Colossians, later on in that same chapter, it says, put to death what is earthly in you. Put it to death. Put it away. Stop doing these things. Commit to being an honest person. Now look, if you're thinking to yourself tonight, oh no, I, I do have a lying problem and I need help. First of all, your first move, you need to pray to God. You need to repent of your sin. Confess it to Him. Now, listen, the wonderful thing about our God is that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. So you can trust, you can believe and and really be assured that when you are repenting, genuinely repenting of your sin, God will forgive you. So don't, don't be thinking, oh, I'm such a liar. I'm so messed up. God could never forgive me. All I do is lie. All I do is lie. Even if that's true, even if all you do is lie at this point, God will still forgive you of your sin. I need to be clear about that. Nobody needs to leave here tonight thinking, I'm so far past forgiveness. I'm so, I'm so far. No, you're not. Repent of your sin, trust in Christ, and He will forgive you. But you shouldn't just stop there. You need to talk to your small group leader. You need to say, hey, listen, I, I'm a, I'm a liar. I don't know how to stop. I don't know how. I want to stop. Maybe you're in a situation where you want to stop, but you've been lying so much that you just can't break the habit. When you get in the habit of lying, it's a really hard one to break. Talk to your leaders. That's what we are here for, is to help you. Say, hey, I don't know how to to do it. I don't know what to do. I need help. We're here to help you, understand? You talk to me, you talk to your leaders. But you need to do that. So you need to pray, you need to ask God for help. You need to just say, God, I I confess I've I've been lying. I've been lying a lot and I need your help to stop, so please help me, God. And he will help you. We've got to understand, we've got to understand this is so important. Remember James said, but above all, my brothers, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or by any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no be no, so that you may not fall under condemnation. Here's the points again. Number one up there, there it is. Understand why honesty is important, right? God loves the truth, dishonesty is damaging. Number two, commit to being an honest person. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. God, thank you for showing us in your word that being honest is important, that it's important to you that we're people of integrity and honesty. So help us to be honest. God, you hate lies. You hate lying. Please help us to not lie. Help us to hate the things that you hate, to love the things that you love. Lord, please help us to do this. Help us to see that lying is damaging, that whenever we are not keeping our word, it's it's not a good thing. Lord, we want to be trustworthy people. We want to be good witnesses for the gospel. So help us to be that. Help us all of us tonight to be committed to living a life of honesty and integrity. God, please forgive us for the lies that we've been spreading and saying. Thank you, God, that you are one of forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, that you've died on the cross, that you took the punishment for my sin. God, I love you. We love you, Lord. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.